This is episode 59 of the Rise Up Podcast. We're a morning radio show hosted by Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life, a network of stations across New York and Pennsylvania. Our podcast is a weekly conversation that will help you think and grow in your faith. If you haven't already, subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode and find out more about our show at familylife.org. You're not late. You're right on time. And we're glad you're here. This is Rise Up on Family Life. Whew. I have a toddler. You both know this. <laughs> 17 months about right now. And I'm thinking, I've got to ask for some wisdom here. This is something my wife and I, we, we pray about. We pray with our daughter and everything about this. How do you pass along your faith, your love for the Lord? How do you model that? How do you do that for your children? I'm thinking, okay, well, I got two people I can ask a perspective on this. Uh huh. How's... How do you do that? I hope it's your mom and your dad and not us. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think the key word you hit on it because I was going to use it uh, at depending what stage. Well, I guess you, at all stages this word would work. It's the model hmm. word because obviously when your child young and uh, just learning, um, we even started uh, modeling in the womb, oh. um, singing the song, just having those, you know. Whatever you believe about uh, what a baby or you know can or cannot hear uh, in the womb, you know, yeah. uh, speaking to the child, singing songs to the child, having that as part of uh, who they are, even before they are on this earth. I mean, they're still a living being, and so we started modeling even before uh, Laura, our first, was born. But then, you know, when you're at that young age, like. Your little daughter is, uh, you just model, you just do, you act. I think the atmosphere that God creates around your marriage. What do you think mm. about that, Teresa? Just the, the modeling thing. We really weren't thinking about faith issues when our kids were little. Our walk was a little different than that. Like Scott and I were both saved when we were teenagers, but we weren't walking with the Lord when we met or when we got married. And we didn't even really think about church until our kids were like elementary school age. Okay. And I think that's when a lot of people begin to go, okay, wait a second. My kids beginning like formal education. Mm -hmm. Do I want that education to include faith things? Which is why that age is so critical for churches who are looking to attract new families. And so one thing that really sunk with me. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. And so it was very fresh in my brain that my faith was my faith. It wasn't something that necessarily was handed down. And I think that's where my husband and I are different because he was raised in a Christian home, went to a Christian school. So for me, it's always been very important that my girls come to their own faith. Mm -hmm. And that's going to look really different right. than my faith. And I think that's where a lot of breakdown happens in young Christian lives, like you go to Sunday school, you do all the things, you're rah, rah, rah. And then you get to that point of independence, whether it's college or right after, and you realize this was never really my faith. This was my parents' faith. Mm -hmm. And so I hope that we've done a good job in encouraging our kids to have their own moments with God, that it's not just like, here's my experience, here's what I know, but they have kind of discovered some of that on their own. And they both have different perspectives now about God and different ideas about what church should be and different ideas of what their prayer life should be. And and I, I think that's healthy because we all have to come to our own salvation. Like you can't 
just become a Christian because your parents were. And so I, I think you bring different. up a great point mm. because we could, there's three of us. If we had a hundred people in this room talking, you'd get a hundred different answers. <laughs> sure. <laughs> because there's a, you know, a hundred different kids, hundred different, you know, parents and how you believe. And, and we are not here to say, here's how you should bring up your child. God speaks to, I think, each individual uh, couple or single parents and, and however that, that works. Uh, so uh, it's, I think the key to me is how for you, Tim, or you're asking if you are asking advice and we're throwing it on you anyway, is that that it's what you and Trinity agree on as far as how you hmm. bring up your daughter. Uh, that's one thing. And I'm sure you've had discussions. Yeah. Oh, we certainly have. And I think that variety of opinions would in one sense be encouraging because you realize, okay, there are many different ways to be faithful and how you pass along your faith to your children. And it might look different for different families. This is just funny. I didn't realize that we fold our hands when we pray Trinity mm. night, like most people do, but I never made an effort of doing that. I learned that that's what I do because one day when I said before dinner, all right, it's time to pray everybody. My little daughter, I look and she takes her two hands of <laughs> cottage cheese and everything all over them because she yeah. got into her dinner already and she folds them together. I'm like, oh, she's modeling something I did. I didn't even realize I was doing that. What that kind of made me think, though, was, wow, she's seeing things I'm doing at this age that I don't even realize. She's picking up things for me that I don't even realize I'm passing along. That's encouraging in one sense, I suppose, sure. because you realize there are good parts of your faith that can get kind of picked up by habit and example, but also what a reminder of the kind of things I don't want to pass along mm. that I didn't realize were part of, of what I do. But prayer is definitely one. I'll say that for us at this, at this stage, I can't hear my daughter's prayers yet. She's too little. She doesn't have words like that. But my wife and I pray with and for her, you know, every chance we get. And I'm thinking I have seen prayer be such an influential thing in the lives of myself and so many family members who I know who even after having a time of going out and, as they say, gathering their own testimony have, I believe, been influenced so much by the faithful prayers of all other relatives in their lives who have just prayed for them because you can't, you can't give somebody else your faith, but you can pray for their faith and give them over to God. That's what I'm trying to lean on anyways as a parent of of a little one. Yeah, you model, and Therese, you mentioned it. It's like, okay, why am I praying? Well, because my parents did it. You know, and it's like, uh -huh. why are you doing this? Why'd you go to church? Because that's what my parents did it. Well, I went there. I don't know. That's just what we do. But when you see that transformation, and it varies on age, on what the child does, when they, as you said, Therese, when you own your own faith, uh, and you see your child own your own their own faith. Uh, for me, I noticed it when, because our daughter— we have two kids. Our daughter was, I, she had just graduated from college and she was going to church consistently. But what we noticed is in conversations uh, is when she would start bringing up spiritual things to mm. us. Right. As opposed to us just saying, well, here's what you, you know, mm. here's what the, here's what the word says you should do or whatever. Um, right. She would start the conversation and we look you know my wife and i would look at each other and it's like oh okay there's a difference we hadn't seen before so we could mm. we could see that that she, that's when her beginnings of owning her own faith when she would see god working in situations and bring it up to us sometimes when i hear 
or when my kids were little and I would hear testimonies like Tim's, you know, like that we, you know, even from a very little age, this or Steve, when you're talking about even before your kids were born, you were starting to sing them songs. And if you didn't have that when your kids were very little, you may feel like you you're in this like lost cause situation. So there's one other aspect of this that I think has been crucial in our home and that's authenticity. You know, sometimes you don't know. Sometimes your kids will say, "Why does God this or that?" and you can say, "You know, I don't know." Let's like go to the Bible. Let's see if we can look up something on the internet that'll lead us to a scripture that'll tell us more about that. Or let's ask a pastor, or is there a friend that we trust? And it's funny, one of my daughters had a big, big life decision to make. And she said, what do you think? And and I didn't want to tell her what I thought because I didn't want her to resent me either way. If she hmm. agreed with what I said and did it and then regretted it later or didn't, I I thought this is too big of a decision. And I said, you know what? I'm going to give you a list of women who I trust and who I think are really wise, who can provide you wise counsel. And I want you to hear what they have to say. And then you make your decision. You pray about it and figure out what God wants for you. Because I needed her to know that I didn't have all the answers because I don't want any of my kids to think that they're supposed to have all the answers mm, right. or that if they have a bad day or if they fall into sin or if they trip up now and then that there's somehow a lost cause to God because that's not true. And sometimes in like very Christian homes, there's a hypocrisy of like we're a certain way at church and then we're a certain way at home. And our kids need to know that we are flawed but saved that we're not perfect, that we don't always have all the answers. And if they're going to have an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ, they can be the same way, you know, that he is the one with all of the answers and with the perfection and with everything that you need to live. And so if you feel like you've messed it up, you haven't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's never a point that it's too late. God is a God who redeems and has done that time and time again. And and maybe that's encouraging even to you, Tim, as you're starting out with this very little sweet, precious thing that you and Trinity are probably going to make some missteps mm-hmm. and you're going to have some moments where you're going to go, oh, I wish we had done this or we could have handled that better. But that's where God comes in and he fills the gaps of our weaknesses and our imperfections. Yeah, when you see you've made a mistake, which you will, and we all have and continue to do, uh, the importance of the authenticity that Therese mentioned, going to your your children and saying, "Look, I messed up, and here's why I messed up. Please forgive me." Wow. Um, Here's I said I said this during. Do you remember whether it's you know and try to do it as quickly as you can, but whatever the appropriate time that you feel is like. Remember the situation, and I said this, and that was totally wrong, and so please forgive me. And what you're doing is modeling that for them. Whether they know Jesus at the time or not, they're seeing that attitude of like, okay, yeah, mom and dad can make a mistake, and they aren't perfect. That that authenticity is so important, Therese. You're right that uh, at age-appropriate times, because each one, you know, share— what you do, but uh, yeah, model that forgiveness, model that grace that you show them, and and uh, yeah, that's so so important when uh, bringing up uh, the kids, and I love it too. Now, as as your child will get older, and I just love this, and it still happens to this day. But when that first happens, when they sharpen you, when mm. they come back mm. and they have advice for you, Ooh. or or you're wondering about something, and they say something, <laughs> but sharpen in a good way. They right. offer they offer good spiritual counsel to you. And you're like, 
ah, thank you, Lord, despite all those mistakes right. that we've made huh. along the way, God spoke to their heart personally, and now they're sharing that wisdom and knowledge that God has given them with you. And so your kids can be a great, you know, sounding board for spiritual things. We go to our kids, you know, for, for those things as well. Hey, what do you think about this? And hmm. what do you think? And, and that, that's a, a great moment to see how your kids can then come back and, and help you in that way. I love that. God is so good because in all this, so there's so much wisdom here and I'm just trying to soak this stuff in. And I'm also just trying to picture the parents I've seen whose children have, as we say, you know, like turned out, it seems like really good. Like they're in the faith, they're in the church and stuff. And people who compliment the parents, what do the parents say? They don't say, oh, well, thank you so much. We oh, no. we did a great job. It's like, nope. <laughs> I that was grace yeah. of God. Right. Grace of God. <laughs> right. All God. And that's yeah. the thing. All right. this, we do our best, but it's all God. Yeah. Grace of God, th- praise Him. He is so good. Man, I wish there was a scripture about training up a child. I wish there was <laughs> in the way they should could... go, and maybe when they were old, they wouldn't turn from it. Something like that. That's a good word, right That's there. A good one. <laughs> Reminding you that God is in charge today and every day. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. You ever heard the phrase, it's like, oh, I just look at the food and I gain weight. Uh, (laughs) Some people say that. Sure. Uh, This one, well, you can't really eat, but boy, do they look good. They're detailed, the textures of desserts and foods, uh, even from a over easy fried egg to a crab boil complete with corn on the cob and sprinkles of seasoning. But you can't eat them because they're all made from candles. They oh, no. all are they meticulously made. The artistry oh, wow. has made, huh. and they look just like the food. <laughs> but you light them up, and obviously they go into a, a, a pile of wax. Right. Uh, that's right. what it is. And I suppose if you need a light meal. <laughs> oh. Not bad. oh, wow. <laughs> of course we're happy. You're here. Why wouldn't we be? Thanks for listening to Rise Up on Family Life. I had never heard it put this way before. It was this last Sunday. Our pastor challenged us with this thought. We more prone, aren't we, to judge people by their past instead of by their future. Mm -hmm. Ooh, okay, yeah. I could look at somebody, think of what they've done, look down on them for that. I could treat somebody with less respect because I know who they were. But like, what's God's example toward us? Wow, if anyone had the right to look down on us because of who we were, but God doesn't do that for you in Christ. He's looking at your future. He's looking at who you already are. It's so sure because of what Jesus has done for you. He's judging you by your future, not your past. Now, here's where I want to say, yeah, but but I don't know someone's future. I don't know how to judge that. Yeah, maybe that's the the point. (laughs) I don't know what God can do in someone's life. Feel free to stick around a while. We love it when you're here. This is Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. If you're driving in snow or rain this morning and you can see out your windshields, thank a woman Hmm. on this Women's History Month. The windshield. Why is a negative? I'm just curious. Just curious. Right. The windshield wiper was invented by Mary Anderson. A female inventor, she got the idea while she was riding the trolley. And I think it makes so much sense because what do they say? Necessity is Uh the Uh, mother mother of invention, invention, right? right? A woman also invented 
the paper bag, hmm. a necessity for being able to carry more stuff than you can fit in your purse, right? Hmm. A woman also invented the foot pedal trash can, a necessity oh. if you don't want to get goopy goop on the top of the garbage oh, can, right? Goop here, right? And <laughs> did you know that a woman invented the board game Monopoly, which is a necessity if you need something to occupy your kids for like five and a half hours, right? (laughs) Happy Women's History Month. They're morning people because they love mornings and people. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Walk by faith, not by sight. Your verse of the day today. and I needed that. I was reminded of that verse uh, this week. Exactly about that. When I received a phone call that our adult son was in the ER because he was having serious memory problems. And I'm talking about very serious memory problems. So here I was, two states away, wondering, does he have a brain tumor? Why do we always go to the worst? Where was my faith and why was it shaking? Well, all the important tests for the critical things like tumors and the like, those tests eventually came back clean and clear. And then we were able to talk to him. And the next day we were able to drive to Ohio and see him there. By sight, I was calmer. The problem wasn't solved by any means. He still has a neurologist appointment in two months to see what's going on. And if you feel led to pray about answers to this mystery, we covet your prayers. But I felt calmer because I falsely felt I was more in control because I saw our son. When I hadn't seen him yet, my faith was like a blinking red light. Off, on, off, on, off, on. Now I say God is in control, but I felt out of control, and my faith was, and currently still is, being tested. I know the walk by faith, not by sight, is directed as a faith in a God we cannot see. I'm just saying that that verse spoke to me in a very personal way in this very personal story. I'm not the one in control of our son's mysterious situation, whether I can actually see him or not. I love my son, but God loves him more. You see, God is still working on me. Facing a whole new day is a lot easier when you remember that God is in charge. You're listening to Rise Up on Family Life.